in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. And as always, it's great to be with all of you. And as always, we'd like to start off by turning and praying to Mary. Mary has many very beautiful titles. Mary is uh, she's the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church, and Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. <clears throat> also, we invoke Mary as, as we pray in the Hail Holy Queen, Mary is <coughs> our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So let's turn to Mary, our life, our sweetness, and our hope, <coughs> and ask Mary to pray for us, and to pray with us. So we can pray the prayer that Mary loves most, and that prayer is, it is the Hail Mary. Together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I would like to invite to be with us our spiritual director. And our spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has many different titles. Among which would be the Holy Spirit is the paraclete. Holy Spirit is also the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of the soul. Holy Spirit is also known as our interior master or teacher. Holy Spirit is also known as the sanctifier. He who uh, makes us holy. The Holy Spirit is also known as the He's also known as the finger of God, the divine architect. And St. Paul reminds us of the importance of the Holy Spirit in our life of prayer. When he says, we really don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say, Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. That being the case, let's pray the prayer of the Holy Spirit Beg the Holy Spirit to give us a lot of light. And to give us a lot of interior fire of love to burn within our hearts. As we pray. Come Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful. And enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. 
send forth your spirit, they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Sebastian, pray for us. St. Fabian, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How true it is, my friends, the family that prays together stays together. Family that prays together stays together. So, we always start off by praying together with the Hail Mary, then we pray to the Holy Spirit. We pray to the angels and saints. So I will place all of you on the altar in the in the greatest of all prayers. And the greatest of all prayers is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That's right. So place you on the altar in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. The greatest of all prayers. How thankful, how grateful we should be for the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And I'd like to offer these specific intentions. First intention, I'd like to pray. For all of us that we would be open today to the workings of the Holy Spirit. It's only a prayer that we be open to the Holy Spirit. We could pray during the course of the day this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. 
Come, Holy Spirit, come to the heart of Mary. My next intention will be I'd like to pray for all of your families. Especially I'd like to pray for family members that are perhaps far away from God. They're far away from God. They're no longer going to Mass. They don't receive the sacraments. They're possibly angry or disgruntled at the church. I'd like to place them on the altar that they would return to God. It's never too late until the last breath. And building upon that, as is my custom, is to pray for deathbed sin, deathbed sinners, deathbed sinners, that those who are dying within the next 24 hours, that they would turn to God and be saved. Very critical, my friends, the last moments of our life that we open our hearts to God, we beg for mercy. For the sake of His sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. So, let's get in the habit of praying for those who are those who are dying, that they will be saved. That they will be saved. Okay, today, in the Gospel, it's a relatively short Gospel, but of course very important, that our Lord, our, our Lord could have chosen many ways to bring about our redemption and salvation. Being God, He could have chosen many ways. Many ways. But he chose to, to save us by his incarnation. By becoming one of us, like all of us, in all ways except sin. And by his passion, death, and resurrection to open up the gates of heaven for our eternal salvation. Furthermore, our Lord could have chosen, our Lord could have chosen also to have saved the world just by Himself, by His own words, His own works, His own miracles. He could have chosen to do it that way. But being family, Jesus belongs to family, the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. He belongs to the family of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He willingly decided to work out the redemption not by himself, but through 
choosing the apostles and choosing others and choosing you and me to be his hands and his feet. He wanted us to collaborate with him. I love that story of the Second World War. The story of the Second World War where there's been a church in, that's bombarded and the crucifix on the wall has been gravely damaged in which the arms, the feet, the hands have fallen off. You only have the corpus of Jesus on the cross. Many things could have been done. The first would be simply to take that cross down and buy a new one. Even though that cross was on the wall for quite a few years. But the pastor arrived at a different decision. Instead of discarding the damaged crucifix, he decided to leave the crucifix there in which there was no hands and feet and arms and legs of Jesus, but just his body. But he wrote right next to it, I need your hands and your feet. That basically says it all. Jesus was speaking, I need your hands and your feet. That's the that's the primary message of the Gospel today. The Gospel today of St. Mark, we have Jesus choosing, Jesus choosing men to be his followers, to be his collaborators, to be his workers, to be his helpers. to be his friends. The Old Testament, there were the twelve patriarchs of the Old Testament. The twelve sons of Jacob. So Jesus, building upon that, chose twelve apostles. And he chose 72 disciples. The disciples were the followers of Christ, but the most intimate friends of Christ were the 12, were the 12 apostles. That they would collaborate with Christ in carrying out the work of redemption. It's interesting how it came about. Not to forget that Jesus Christ is true God and true man, always filled with the Holy Spirit.
Before choosing the twelve apostles, Jesus carried out a gesture very important for us. In this gesture, this gesture, beautiful example for us, was that Jesus, before choosing the twelve apostles, and apostle means sent, those who are sent. Jesus spent time in prayer, which he's consulting his eternal father before making this decision. Being, of course, the most intelligent who ever lived, you would think that our Lord would be able to make that decision without too much reflection, but he did this as an example for us. So the Lord spent not just a short time, but rather he spent the whole night in prayer. So probably 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the morning, probably spent a good, maybe a good eight hours praying that night, consulting his eternal father. That's right, consulting his eternal father. So, before making this all-important decision of choosing the twelve apostles to be his hands, his feet, his arms, his legs, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ spends the whole night in prayer and communion with his eternal Father. in communion with his eternal Father. What does that say to us? I think it's a message for us, which is the following. Before we make important decisions, that we should not rush in to making important decisions without going through a process of discernment. This is very Ignatian. I repeat, before rushing into making a an important decision, before rushing into making an important decision, we should go through a process of discernment. In other words, not to be precipitous, not to rush in, not to be impetuous in making important decisions. Otherwise, if that's done, 
And a wrong, a wrong important decision, my friends, could be catastrophic. It could be a total disaster. It really, it really could be. So for Lord spent the long block of time praying and talking it out with his father, discerning, what about us? We should do the same. And I would say, my friends, uh, important decisions, especially in these specific areas. One would be when your children go to school, what school you decided you have decided to send your children to? Very important decision. When they're small, should you send them to a Catholic school, a private Catholic school, a public school, or perhaps homeschooling? Very important. The education, the formation of the mind and the heart and the character of your child is of utmost importance. And related to that, when they graduate from high school, what college will they go to? That is equally important. That is equally important. It's a sad reality, but we come across it, and I think you have too is that your child, when he's a child and a teenager, is practicing his or her faith. Is that many of the young adults, they come back after a year, two years, three years, or four years, and you're your young adult son or daughter says, well, I I don't uh, really want to go to church. I don't really believe all the things that the church teaches. I have my own religion now. And I think all of you know young adults like that. Maybe even one of your children has chosen that route. So the loss of faith often comes in the college years. So what we're talking about, my friends, is the importance of praying, thinking, deciding, discerning what is best. Then with that, helping your children to make the decision as to what is their vocation in life. What will be their major in college that they'll be dedicating themselves the rest of their lives? 
following up on this, now I'm taking this theme from the Gospel today in which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ before choosing the twelve apostles he spent the whole night in prayer. So this has to be said the more important the decision the more important the decision, the more time it should be allotted or dedicate, dedicated to that discernment process which ends in the decision-making. Very important. I'd have to say this also, that even more important than the elementary school and high school and college, and those are of prime importance, would be the choice the choice of your vocation. Most are called to the married life. That's right, most are called to the married life. Most are called to the married life. But the person that you or your son or daughter chooses is of prime importance because once you get married, you make vows to be faithful in good times as well as in bad, in health as well as sickness, riches as well as poverty. Until death do you part. So the one point I'm trying to really emphasize today by our meditating upon the life of Christ and the way that the apostles were chosen is the example that Christ gave in which he spent the whole night in prayer. the whole night in prayer to the Eternal Father so he could choose the Apostles the Apostles that he'd be sending out to extend the Gospel which means the good news to the end of the earth My friends, I'd like to ask your prayers because starting this afternoon, myself with other priests, we're going to be hearing general confessions in East L.A. in the parish of Our Lady Guadalupe. 
we with other priests will be hearing many confessions in preparation for the Marian consecration I'll be making February 2nd. So because I'll be traveling downtown early afternoon, I have to celebrate Mass actually right now. So I will place all of you on the altar today that you will make right decisions in your life and for your children. Pray for me and I will pray for you. Pray for you. Now see you tomorrow at the same time, same channel. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.